That man is playing Galaga. Thought we wouldn't notice, but we did. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. I am your host, Ben, a.k.a. The Marvelous Iggy. And joining me aboard the Helicarrier, coming to you live via the Helicarrier, 10,000 feet in the air, Tyler. Up? Oh, did you say something? I wasn't playing Galaga. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are finally here. It actually wasn't that long. It was much longer in real life. Trust me, it was a pain. I, re- I remember it to feel like it was forever for the Avengers uh, but now we are finally here. The movie, effectively the movie that changed Hollywood, I would say. Would you say that's fair? I would say it's a fair assessment. Because it was after this movie is when people really started to like, we need to do cinematic universes uh, because they proved Marvel. Marvel, let's, okay, let's just jump right into it a little bit. Marvel pulled it off. They, they, we know they pulled it off and this was the first time of like, holy shit, they actually stuck the first part of their landing. Um... But let's talk about the pre-hype. Tyler, I besides like maybe The Dark Knight, I can't think of a superhero movie that was this huge in terms of its build-up. Yeah, like, people have been talking about uh, this team-up for years. Um, I remember uh, all the marketing uh, stunts going on in uh, 2012, uh, right before this movie was uh, making the rounds. And uh, the effects are still felt to this day, I think. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, just, I mean, just, again, I want people to remember because we are now eleven years removed. Cinematic universes are kind of like the norm. Crossovers are kind of like the norm now, where like things that you didn't think would happen like twenty years ago are now kind of like oh, okay. We can. That's that's a fair assessment to have. Like we've seen Batman, Superman, Godzilla, and Kong again. Whole bunch of other in in, in the whole bunch of in between. But it really starts with the MCU and. Before, I want to remember people remember this. Like you had superhero movies, like you had Spider Man, the X Men, um, and stuff like that. But they didn't meet. They 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 were in separate universes. Uh, counterpoint to their you know comic counterpart co- counterparts. So this movie, I mean, and granted they were already in a shared universe with the other ones, but they were not interacting with each other. Not not to the degree they will be in later films. So this was huge that they were going to bring five characters. Four characters, four characters, leading characters from different franchises into one movie to form basically a Voltron mega franchise. Yeah, pretty much. This was unprecedented uh, in uh, big industry movies. Like, this is the first of its kind, and uh, we we have to thank um, later team-up movies. Uh, we have to thank this movie for all the later team-ups that happened later on, like you said. Yeah. Typically what would happen if this was, like, say, 15 years ago, they would just do an Avengers movie. No build-up, no nothing, which it could have worked, right? But I feel like the, this movie is carried a lot by the, the the previous five movies. Would you say that's, would you say that's fair? Yeah. Um, basically, um, this movie's enjoyment uh, is further amplified if you've seen the previous five films. It can be enjoyed just fine on its own, but to get the full picture you have to watch the uh, previous five films first yes I, I would say so so let's go ahead and um now let me ask you this do you remember when you saw it the first time because i feel like this is the last time that was like a this was like okay not the last time but like this is the first time in a while like this was this was an event movie like everybody was gonna see it do you remember when you uh, saw it at I, unfortunately, was unable to see this in theaters. Oh, Uh, no. Yeah, I was robbed of that experience. Uh, Just like uh, Thor and Captain America before it, I caught this movie on Netflix when it was available. And uh, to say that I enjoyed this one uh, more than those movies is a bit of an understatement. And we'll get get into it proper. Yeah. Uh, So I still, still working where you and I used to work together. Um, and I have was working, they were cutting hours, and at the time, I was like, I don't wear, and I really probably shouldn't have said that, I should have, whatever. Um, can't even think about it now. And I was like, I got off at 1 o'clock that day. I was like, hold on, 1 o'clock? It's Friday. Let's go see the Avengers. And and they were thankfully just in those seats. It was a packed house. Bro, it was, it was raucous. It was the best crowd you could hope for, for like an opening movie like that during the day. It was, oh my god, that it was awesome. It was amazing. It especially made that one Hulk sequence towards the end of the movie amazing. Um, 
And I, then I saw it again that Monday with my dad, so I saw it twice. Um, so I, I definitely saw Avengers twice. I normally don't see movies like that, but um, multiple times. I'm not those kind of people who are like, I saw Star Wars 50 times. Like I'm not that kind of person. Number one, I don't have that cash. But um, I was like, I need to see Avengers again. Um, and uh, so much so that when it came out on DVD or Blu-ray, I was like, immediately mine forever. Now and forever. Now it's on Disney Plus until I lose the subscription. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and break it down before we break it down. This was directed by Joss Whedon, screenplay by Joss Whedon, story by Zach Penn and Joss Whedon. Of course, this was based on The Avengers by Stanley and Jack Kirby, produced by Kevin Feige. Uh, this was released in May 4th, 2012, with a runtime of 143 minutes. I think this is Marvel's longest movie to date at this point. Most of the movies are two hours. This is a two hour, two and a half hour epic, um, which I think it needed that runtime for sure. Uh, and it had a budget of 220, $225 million and a box office of $1.519 billion. Damn. Goddamn. That, that shit crushed anything. Like, you know, it goes to show you uh, to this thing. And, and, and it goes to show you, like, to talking about the singles competition, you can't rush this shit. The reason the Avengers is so big is because you had five films previous to this that made you anticipate it even more. And then it helped that the movie was great. If the movie sucked, it may have done as well, but it still would have done gangbusters regardless. Uh, but the movie, uh, uh, but we're cutting into it. Uh, as our, as in our cast, Robert Downey Jr. is back as Tony Stark Iron Man. Chris Evans is back as Steve Rogers Captain America. And for the first time, uh, Mark Ruffalo is playing Bruce Banner slash the Hulk. Chris Hemsworth is back as the Mighty Thor. Scarlett Johansson is back as Natasha Romanoff slash the Black Widow. And Jeremy Renner is back as Clint Barton Hawkeye. Tom Hiddleston is back as Loki. Stellan Skarsgård is back as Eric Selvig. And of course, Samuel Jackson is back as Nick Fury. Along with Clark Craig as is back as Phil Coulson. And of course, both. And of course, Gwen Patrick replies her role as uh, Pepper Potts. His little small, the uh, small cameo there, small role there. So there's our cast. So what, what is exactly the story of Avengers? We'll get to that in a second. Tyler, no spoilers, no anything like that. Even though everybody in the mother has seen this movie based on its box office, does this? I'm not going to ask you. Is this movie? You know, is this movie good? I want to ask you another question. Now that you've been through the madness that is Infinity War, Endgame, and you've seen, you've pretty much seen the whole trick and bag. Does this movie still have that same magic that it did 11 years ago? Um, I wouldn't say it hits the exact same, uh, with the prior knowledge of all the movies that come after it, but I think it still hits its mark pretty well. Like, it sets out exactly what it intends to do, bringing all these superheroes together, um, and, um, tell a story, uh, five movies, um, of worth of build-up, and I think it does really well. I would think so, too. Um, I remember, like, I remember when I rewatched this, like, five years ago for Endgame, and I haven't seen this since then. I didn't watch it again after Endgame, but I'm like, I wonder if this movie still hits. Because that that first time watching it, whether it's in your home or a theater, that this movie hits all the right notes. It did everything right. It got all the little winks and references right, but it doesn't overdo it. Um, but like every single thing you thought it would be, it was. And you could, in that way, you could say it's safe, but. We considering how big of a scale this movie is, I think I think they played it as safe as they could while also being like living up to fans' expectations. Would you say? I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's go ahead and break down the story. I'm going to keep this very simple. Um, so basically, we pick up after I guess the post-ending credits of of a Captain America slash Thor. Where uh, the Tesseract is being experimented on, and lo and behold, <laughs> the Tesseract is acting funny, um, and it opens the doorway. Ding dong, Loki's here. Loki is the, Loki for all his purposes is the Harbinger. He doesn't make a low key entrance, if you know what I mean. No, he doesn't. And he's got a new haircut. Um, so someone who got who's his barber, Thanos? What? Um, <laughs> just imagine Thanos cutting his hair. No, it was um, the other. Oh yes, yeah, the other guy. Um. Uh, Loki is here. He's basically the harbinger for a messenger of peace, and he's basically going to bring hostile to war. Nick Fury is like, uh-uh, 
Um, they try to kill Nick Fury. It doesn't work. So Nick realizes, okay, <coughs> enemy combat, enemy alien combatants have the Tesseract. We are at war. It's time for the Avengers Initiative. So we have Natasha Romanoff go after Hulk, and which is just the first introduction to Mark Ruffalo as the character. Uh, we have um, Clark Gregg go to see Tony Stark Iron Man. Um, and it was so nice to seeing him after a long time, um, to which he's finally showed all uh, like the other Avengers news with like uh, the Hulk and the Thor incident and um, and Captain America being found. Um, Captain America is also recruited by Nick Fury, as we saw at the end of Captain America One, um, and pretty much it's all about putting these heroes. We don't know what Loki's do- Loki is doing. We just know that with this weird scepter he has, which we know what it is later. Um, he can manipulate people's minds. <laughs> May, remember, remember that word later. Uh, there will be a quiz at the end of the, at the end of this. Uh, all these episodes, there will be a quiz. Um, and um, he, they, we don't know what he's going to do. We have no, we have no idea what it's going to do. We just know that the Tesseract can open up a portal in space. So that kind of gives you a hint. Um, we get a conflict in Germany where we see Captain America in his new costume for the first time. Who he's joined by Iron Iron Man, and God, I love that fucking. Intro for Iron Man is possibly one of the best intros to a superhero ever. He really loves Shoot to Thrill because that's the second time he's used that song as an entrance. It's his theme song, basically. You'd think it would be Iron Man, but no, it's it's Shoot to Thrill. He loves ACDC. Um, yeah, it's and, ACDC. And we get that iconic shot of Captain America. and, and That's when I knew this movie was legit. When we see Captain America and Iron Man, not Steve and Tony, but Cap and Iron Man standing side by side for each, with each other. We've never seen that before in our lives. Um, and uh, they take Loki hostage. Thor shows up in some fucking way, even though the Einstein, the, uh, the, the, the uh, Rainbow Bridge was destroyed. It's later told Odin. I, yeah, yeah. Loki uh, brings up the fact that uh, they used up uh, uh, all the dark matter they could for uh, Thor to get there. Yeah, it's sort of like, okay, fine, fair, fair game, he's the All-Father. Um, and so Thor's here, um, to which we have one of the greatest lines ever where Thor's about to ask him a question, and Iron Man just takes him out, and Loki's just like, I'm listening. Uh, never never fails to not make you laugh. We get a tussle with the big three, or mostly it's Iron Man and Thor, until Cap's like, has to be the dad in all this, like, calm it down now, mister! Um, and it turns out Mjolnir ain't shit compared to uh, Vibranium Shield. No, no. Uh, I was going to say mystical um, d- uh, hammer made from a d- from a dead star meet meet Earth Vibranium. Actually, Vibranium is not Earth. It was, it's a meteorite from another place. We don't know where Vibranium that actually is from. I don't know. Um, it, there probably is an answer for that. I just don't know it in the MCU terms. Um, to now, all the Avengers are on the helicarrier. They are brought in because Loki is doing something. Loki is put in a big ass cage, and pretty much Loki is playing mind games. He ultimately reveals that um, he's he wants to use the Hulk as sort of like a weapon to get basically cause havoc because that's what the Hulk does. Meanwhile, Tony Stark, being the ever and sleuth that he is. Um, it starts hacking in the shield's files because, of course, he's going to do that shit because he doesn't trust them. Uh, and it turns out uh, Nick Fury uh, sent something called Phase 2. Turns out Phase 2 is taking the Tesseract energy and using it for weapons. Um, of and course they are. Why yeah, wouldn't they be? And and there's like, why are you building weapons? You know, and, and Thor even tells him, like, if you do this, you're going to signal the universe. You're, you're ready for a higher place of war. Which, you know, considering we're about to open up the galaxy up its ass. Um, and, and Nick Fury basically points to Thor, saying it's because of him. If we if we, we are horribly outgunned, if we don't do something about this, we are going to die. Um, and honestly, that kind of sets the point for Tony's journey. And the more I think, God, the, the, the little shit that you don't, that maybe it didn't mean to connect, but they connect later on is pretty crazy. Um, but basically that Earth is, even with Iron Man, and Cap and Hulk, they are horribly outgunned uh, in terms of like just sheer technical power. Um, so the Tesseract is supposed to be an energy source for that. We get a lot of arguing in the typical Marvel style, uh, namely Cap calling Tony, uh, Cap, uh, Tony calling Cap an old man uh, multiple times, which also never fails to make me laugh. Um, the Helicarrier attack is attacked by uh, by Barton by by Clint Barton, who's turned earlier in the movie uh, to rescue Loki. Uh, to which uh, we get an awesome fight between Hulk and Thor, which possibly is like my second favorite fight in this whole movie. I would uh, say so, yeah. It's, it's like I wanted to see these two brawl. Um, 
uh, ever since I heard this movie was going to be a thing. Um, and uh, uh, unfortunately, in the mix of the chaos, Phil Coulson is stabbed by uh, Loki as he's tricked by... He thought he thought he was looking at Loki, but he's looking at a duplicate. So Phil Coulson is dead. I want to point out... I, I find the irony that Coulson in the movies is kinetically dead. They never bring him back, but he's technically alive in the Agents of the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. Um... So he's like, was sure. he in a prequel though? No, 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 no. Agents of Shield was like running concurrent with the MCU, but they never acknowledged Coulson in in the main sh- movies ever again. Oh, okay. So Coulson was effectively dead. Uh, is effectively dead. I don't know how Agents of Shield ended, um, but uh, so Coulson's dead. The Avengers had their sh- basically this is their first defeat. You know, they're not even really a team yet, and um, Coulson and basically Nick Fury kind of uses this like as as a way to motivate these men to um like you know about to tell about the Avengers which is basically uh what happens when extraordinary people with extraordinary abilities come together to fight for a common cause um Tony gets pissed uh and in the in, in the midst of being angry he realizes that that Loki's a fucking diva he's like him and he's gonna use Stark Tower to be a a base of operations for basically the uh, the 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 oncoming invasion from him, and then we get the battle, and then to end this movie, we get the Battle of New York, which is the Avengers standing together for the very first time against an evil alien horde. And my God, it was glorious! Yes, it is. Um, all the buildup uh, that this movie um, um, built up, like this climax, is completely worth the price of admission and more. Oh yeah, hell yeah! Um, it's long. There's great moments. Um, it's, uh, like, it, 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 every little thing you would want in, like, especially, obviously, it would get better as we go along into, like, say, Age of Ultron and the other ones, but as, like, a first time, like, oh my god, it, it hit all the right fucking notes. Yeah, it's like they took everything they learned from, um, all the final battles of all the previous movies and, uh, just took everything they learned into, like, this giant culmination. Right, and, and cons- yeah. consi- considering that the biggest complaint people had with early MCU was the final fights in them were kind of were always kind of weak like you, you know we look at it the Thor fight with um with the destroyer armor wasn't great cap had a decent one but it was kind of short i i we've we've been there you know they're not they they don't last long but here they let it breathe it and okay let's go ahead and let's go ahead and talk about this movie let's talk about the big um scroll in the room he's not really a scroll it's not that's not a secret invasion spoiler but you know um, Mark Ruffalo as um, as Bruce Banner Hulk. Obviously, Ed Norton was the Hulk, Bruce Banner, and we really enjoyed him watching that together. Um, but what did you think uh, of Ruffalo being here? Is it, do you think it, do you think it's too jarring, or do you think he fit in right perfectly? I think he fits in just fine. Like as the uh, meek scientist that is trying his damnedest to stay calm under these insane circumstances. I think he does a pretty good job holding his own. Yeah, um and I think he has a really good chemistry with the with the rest of the with the rest of the cast, especially Robert Downey Jr. Um and and to the point where like there's a sense that like it's obviously not as serious as probably like I would say his Hulk is more I don't want to say aloof, but like it's not as heavy as Norton's, would you say that's that's fair? Yeah, he's a bit more lighthearted this time around. Yeah, like he and obviously it, it, he's he's gone through shit. He's seen some stuff. He's maybe you can see that as evolution of the character because he's dealt. He's trying to deal with the Hulk more, more so on this end. But like I, I generally enjoyed his presence. I remember being concerned about him being the Hulk. I knew he was a good actor, but um, just I wanted to see Ed Norton, and I thought. Okay, maybe this was the better choice overall because who knows how Norton would have gelled with this with this team or not. Yeah, it's possible that it might not have uh, worked out. Uh, all things considered. Yeah, I still love the uh, the, the the meeting between jo- uh, Black Widow and Hulk at the beginning of the movie, and um, he's like, "Stop lying to me!" And I won't lie to you, man. That shit ju- gets me every time because they put the right amount of sound into that jump scare where I'm like, "Shit, he's gonna turn the Hulk right now!" And then. The comic relief of the fucking shield agents getting ready to zero in on on it just in case he turns. Like, he into just a... immediately goes, "Sorry, I'm sorry." He just he's so like 
nebbish, and I love it. He's again, I, I wouldn't say Banner um, Norton's Hulk is like that, but I like this approach with him. He's kind of like, I'm sorry, that was mean. Like very like, I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. Um, and of course, he he gives us one of the best line deliveries in in the entire MCU with uh, no, that's my secret cap. I'm always angry, and he delivers it in an almost nonchalant way to where it's just cool, you know. Uh, my favorite is uh, when they're all arguing with each other, and uh, he's about to blow a fuse, and he explains that he was uh, at one point trying to kill himself by putting a bullet in his mouth, but the Hulk spit it out. Yeah. And then he tries to pretty much uh, put on a magic show again until Loki starts attacking, in which case he's like, sorry kids, you don't get to see my magic trick today. Yeah, that's a great line. I want to point out that, that that line of him putting a gun in his mouth, that's a reference to a deleted scene from uh, Ed Norton's Hulk. Uh, I remember you mentioning that. Yeah, so like I remember hearing that and he's like, oh my god, they mentioned it! Um, where he like put, you see him put the gun in his mouth and I'm like, okay, there's a reason why they didn't put that shit in the summer movie, okay? Um, <laughs> that's kind of grim. Uh, but the fact that they mentioned it here... Um, it kind of shows you like, don't this is this is the same guy. This is the same Hulk um, that we do, that we dealt we dealt with in the last movie. He just looks different. What did you think about the the actual Hulk himself? Obviously, it's a much different design than the last one. Uh, obviously, it's not as um, as intense as um, no. the Edward Norton Hulk. That, but it's still pretty intense at points. Bro, Hulk's face in that first movie fucking scared the shit out of me. This one's like a lot more... I don't want to say soft, but... Because this Hulk is definitely scary. But, God. If you had to wanted to run them on, in, like, in an alleyway or something, I'd rather it be Avengers Hulk. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I think I like this one a lot more because he's just beefier. Like, he's not like... Because the, the first one, I think we talked about it a little bit, where like, he's like very, like muscle heavy and, and and that's appropriate but I kind of like this one he just looks thick like just raw meat packed on me thick yeah ex- exactly um but uh I, I kind of like that we get to see him transforming and like hear him scream and then there's that look of terror when he looks at Natasha he's like I'm sorry and you see that in his eyes before he fully transforms into the Hulk they, they made the Hulk transformation scary in this movie yeah, I didn't think that was possible um, after the first Incredible Hulk, but they nailed it, that's yeah. for sure. That feeling, that cla- the fact that it's in the claustrophobic encounter, it's like... The, it you made Natasha Romanoff, one of the most hardened uh, soldiers in the MCU, shake. Oh yeah, she was like, she's like, uh, this is Black Widow. Cop. Like, yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. Fair, Natasha. And this is a woman who has seen shit. She has seen shit at Budapest, to, to, name, to, name, to name one thing. <laughs> Hell, at the beginning of the movie, she was pretty much just tied up to a chair being interrogated by dudes. Yeah. When, in fact, she was the one doing the interrogating. The proof that the Hulk, Hulk is the scariest motherfucker in the MCU. Um, there is no doubt about that. Um, let, uh, let's, let's go ahead and move on. Let's talk, because we've talked about them before as, as individual actors. How do you think... This group fell as like an ensemble cast. That's what this is now. Uh, as an ensemble cast, uh, I think they work really well with each other. Uh, specifically, uh, Cap and Iron Man. Like their chemistry and their um, uh, conflicting ideologies, just bouncing off each other, is just really fun to watch. Yeah. As as okay, this is this is like maybe my old man coming out in this. As much as I love the fighting, like Thor taking on Iron Man, that still gets me hyped. Or even the Battle for New York. Some of the best scenes in this movie are them on the helicarrier just talking with each other. Just, just, like, and, and allowing their personalities, like Tony being snippy and not trusting, and Cap being the, the stoic, stubborn Boy Scout. Or Hulk being, like, the cautious, um, uh, like, a cautious scientist, by the He's way. He's the middleman. Yeah, the middleman. Um, I, by the way, I love when Tony pokes him with the electrical rod and looks into his eyes. Did you change? I'm like, you, <laughs> you crazy mother... I, I really like that. I like that Tony does not give a fuck. Um, like, he cares, but like he's he's just such a risk-taking motherfucker. He's like, I want to see the Hulk. I want to see it. Um, that man's a daredevil. No, not that daredevil. No, not that daredevil. Not yet, at least. Um, but, like, like... And in that whole scene when they're in the in the medical lab, 
you know, and they're arguing because of Loki's manipulations. I, I love that. Just, just Cap and Iron Man just goading each other was so good. Yeah. Like, I, I think out of all of them, I think that's the argument that hits me the most. Like, that was the fight that was the most likely to break out between uh, the, all the bickering. Yeah, and we have to wait a while to see it, but we'll get to there eventually uh, between Captain... And I, I kind of like it. It sets the personality lines. It sets how the power rankings work. But I like how... I kind of like how it's very true to Marvel Comics where, like, the, the, in Marvel, like, they, they kind of coined the phrase team fighting with, like, the Fantastic Four and shit where, like, you didn't see superheroes fight with each other internally like that. So I, I like that. Like, you, what, what, what else is going to happen when you put these... Five people with huge ass personalities together. Um, of course, shit's gonna gonna be. It's gonna be like like Banner says it. They're a fucking ticking time bomb. Yeah, right. But ultimately, it worked. It worked out all for them. But th- to me, like while Infinity War and Endgame have the scale and the characters, this one, while still pretty big of scale itself, at least up to this point, what holds this movie together is those is those character moments, those interactions. Yeah, for sure. I would yeah. say the character interactions are probably one of the stronger points of this film. Yeah. I know Joss Whedon is a piece of shit, right? And I'm not the biggest fan of Whedon. I've called him a hack. But at this point in his career, um, he could do no wrong in terms of his writing. Um, he, his, like, quippy dialogue was perfect. Like, you know, like, it, it worked for almost... It, it worked for almost everybody. I, I don't remember people being critical of, of it. And I still think it holds up to, to this day where like Thor Thor makes a couple of quips everybody kind of makes a couple of quips but I think it works in the surface of this movie yeah for sure it adds personality yeah uh what did you think about our villain Loki who like, technically he's he's our he's our he's our antagonist in this one again yeah uh Loki uh definitely has a bigger shining role in this compared to Thor uh, I feel like uh, in this one um he like craves the limelight so much more than he did before and I think as a villain it makes him stand out yeah I feel like Thor Loki we saw a little bit of what people and mostly mostly women would come to love about Tom Hiddleston's performance as Loki um, and even more so others um, but it's I think it's here where this is where like that definitive Loki portrayal comes from where it's like that sniveling, but also cocky, arrogant bastard Loki comes in. Like, this is like... Like, he... He saw some shit when he fell into the void. Um, and, and he kind And he made some very interesting friends along the way. Yeah, he did. Um, I actually like that... I forgot this movie teases, uh, like, a higher power for all intents and purposes. Like, who can... When Thor asks him, who controls this would-be king? And they drop it because Loki's like... in control what, the, what are you talking about as you can clearly see his puppet strings behind him um but i i generally enjoy this performance it's i think my favorite i think he pretty much has like he has a gr- oh my god that scene with natasha and where natasha is like trying to manipulate him to open up and loki just turns into the most evil sinister bastard with his words by himself Yeah, that was a good bait and switch scene because I I was definitely caught off guard uh, when uh, 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 Agent Romanoff uh, threw off the act. Yeah, see, even Logan's like, "Wait, what? What just happened?" <laughs> he, he, can't, he can't even realize what just happened. You got outplayed. Yeah, but also I love the the sort of not. I, maybe some people don't like it now, but I really love the verbal dialogue, verbal exchange he had with Tony in Avengers Ta- or in Stark Tower. Um, uh, well, I think that's also another really good scene with just dialogue, mostly yeah, dialogue, for sure. mostly dialogue, but. Um, uh, so, like, he's Mostly so, snarky dialogue from Tony because you know that's Tony threatening a demigod. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think as like as the lead villain, he holds it up very well. Obviously, there is a higher power, but um, I, I do think uh, he he holds he holds himself very well together. Um, he's more. I think he's more manic. Would you say that's the right word? Yeah, I would say he's uh, definitely more manic and unhinged uh, this time around. Like he's uh, he's he has full reins to go full ham, and I appreciate the uh, the attempt. 
for sure, for sure. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and move on. Because it's not really... Because once you... Because I'd rather break these movies down to groups because otherwise we'd be here all day. Um, I guess let's talk about the action sequences. Because um, there's not a lot of them in this movie, but what's here is delicious. Um, obviously, uh, I guess let's talk about... I think... I think I think they did it. I think they built up the action right where, like, it felt like... It felt like an orchestra. All right, so follow me here. You got the little... It's, it's like... A, maybe roller coaster would probably be the better analogy where it starts off slow with like the the, the avengers um with loki versus captain america and then iron man joins the group and then you get that forest fight between thor and um and thor and uh and iron man joined by captain america Ult- and then of course the 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 helicarrier fight then into the battle for new york i thought it like does a perfect job of escal- escalating and in your peak point when you're at the top of the roller coaster is like what would you say right when Tony is um, like midway through that event battle for New York and then I would say uh, shit starts getting off the rails as soon as the portal opens yeah yeah so let, let's well but before the battle in New York what was your favorite action sequence um I would say probably um Cap and Loki uh, facing off in Germany uh, because prior to that uh, he was making a group of people kneel, but an old man uh, just stands in defiance. And right before he kills him, that's when Cap steps in and starts throwing hands. Uh, I think it's the only time you get to see Cap fight Loki one on one and see Cap basically fight a demigod, which is really cool. Um, and he totally would have. Um, he probably would have uh, been able to win if not for uh, that pesky scepter. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's the only thing that got in his way, but, um, I think for me it has to go to Thor and Hulk. Um, just, just seeing the hammer come out of nowhere and hit Hulk as Hulk was about to take out, uh, Black Widow. And, um, my favorite shot is Hulk is running, I think he's running towards Thor, and Thor grabs the hammer just in time and basically uppercuts him. Like and causes he does a Mortal Kombat down two. Yeah, pretty much like that. I love that 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 sequence lives in my head, rent my head rent free. It's beautiful. My favorite part of that scene is uh, he throws uh, Mjolnir into Hulk's hand and he tries desperately to lift it but can't. I love it. Apparently, even with the gamma radiation, he isn't worthy. No, it's not worthy. I I, that's not like a moment. That's like a great reference and like a reminder that like. Like, you don't need to hit your over audience, but, like, if you catch it, like, oh, he can't lift the hammer because it's such a great callback. Um, and I love that they showed that Thor can go toe-to-toe with the Hulk. That was so... I was wondering, like, who are we going to see? Because, like, they, obviously, within superheroes, like, you're, you're gonna, they're going to fight each other. They're going to find some contrived way to have them fight each other. And I love that we got to see Thor versus Hulk, and you got to see the Thor... And you got to see Thor, because I think, like, a couple of years before... Uh, Marvel had done a, a Hulk versus Thor animated movie, and like, holy shit, I never knew I wanted this matchup to begin with. Um, to see it realized in live action was fucking sweet. Yeah, it was cool. Um, now let's talk about the battle for New York. Um, possibly one of the most historic battles in all of the MCU. Bro, I, what was your reaction when that portal started opening? As soon as the portal started opening, I knew that's when um, things were starting to get crazy right then and there. Um, just a whole bunch of aliens just pouring out of New York and the Avengers just scrambling, trying to um, help people escape and while also fighting off these otherworldly invaders. Like, it, it had me on the edge of my seat the entire time, the first uh, view uh, all those years ago. Yeah. That that scene when when Tony marks like armors up even further, um, and starts flying into the horde straight up. It was straight out of like that's a fucking Star Wars sequence. Like the when you would they fly into the Death Stars like that or into the into the Tie Fighters like that. It's it reminded me of that shit. It was like this is I could not believe what I was seeing. Like I'm actually seeing a big comic book scale battle on the big screen. Like this was unheard of. This was insane. Yeah, I definitely would have lost my shit even harder if I saw this on a giant screen. Oh my god! Uh, now you know how I felt when I couldn't watch uh, Broly on on the on the big screen. Um, but uh, there's one there's one section in the Battle for New York that I think 
beats. Okay, I'm gonna say this right now. There's one sequence in this movie that not even Endgame or Infinity War top. Can you guess what it is? Um, that's a hard one because there's a bunch of them here. Okay, it's the fucking tracking shot. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So in case you haven't seen the movie before listening to this, it I kind of wish Black Widow. My only complaint is Black Widow didn't really get much to do, but it starts with Black Widow, and it basically it's like we're like on a drone. Right? And it starts with Black Widow. You follow in one continuous shot, which is what makes it great. You see Captain Iron Man. They do the fucking shoot the laser at the shield. The laser goes multiple ways, which is dope. Because that was a move in Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 you could do. Um, So that was super dope. And then it pans up. You follow Iron Man. Iron Man flies past uh, Clint Barton. Or Hawkeye, Hawkeye shooting arrows. You follow one arrow onto the giant whale monster to see. All of a sudden, you see Hulk and Thor just beating the shit out of Shatari left and fucking right, um, and then crashing it into Grand Central Station. And then, of course, climaxing it with Hulk punching the shit out of Thor for no fucking reason. <laughs> Well, I mean, there was a reason he wanted to get back at him for that uh, hammer down to you from earlier. Yeah, yeah, he, he hit him with his not a down. I wouldn't hit him with a with a normal punch. Oh man, um, but that like that to like like there's a lot of great action sequences that are in Infinity War and Game, but that thrill, that sense of thrill is fucking amazing. Every time I watch yeah. this movie, I have to. Sometimes I'll put it... I've put it on where sometimes... um, uh, I'll put it on and I won't... like. It's just background noise. But anytime I get to that moment, I have to watch it. I have to watch it. Yeah, it's just one of those scenes that you have to, like, see when it comes on. Mm Mm-hmm. It's it's so good. Um, uh, You know what I do like, though, in this movie? Because, like, it's a lot... A lot of it, the first half of this... Um, obviously, of course, there's the Hulk, you know, I'm always angry, and then you have the circle shot, which is really, really good, where you see the Avengers standing together for the first time. That's it's also, a great trailer shot. It's a great trailer shot. It's, still a, it's also a great moment, too, that, that bro, I swear to you, um, it was like a, watching a football match, or not match, because they're not, they're not British, a football game, uh, where, like, that build-up to Banner coming in on the fucking Segway... Um, or, um, not Segway. Um, it's a moped. Moped, there you go. Um, I want one of those. Um, and, and, and he is Dr. Banner. Now would be a good time for you to get angry. Um, to him hulking up, like we, and we see him, there's no cutaways. It's one seamless transition, which is incredible to me. And then just punching the shit out of that monster. Um, to, and then Hulk basically roaring back. Like, that also gives me goosebumps. Yeah, it's such a great scene. It, it's 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 basically like this is we're here. The Avengers are here. Um, but I think we're forgetting one more Hulk moment. Do you, do you want to say what it is? Uh, yep. It's at the very. It's at the tail end of it. Um, when uh, Hawk. It starts with the uh, Hawkeye uh, shooting an arrow at Loki, which he catches, and right before he can celebrate, haha, you ain't shit. The arrow explodes. And then Hulk crashes into Loki. Raw! He just comes, dude. Hulk comes out of nowhere, dude. It's it's hilarious. Raw! <laughs> All of a sudden, the Hulk's here. Like, where did you come from? I was always here. <laughs> just need a need to get a fo- fo- uh, like an image of him crashing through that window and put the Skyrim sneak sneak increased <laughs> uh, text or something. No, it, it needs the Kool Aid Man. Oh yeah! Oh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Pretty much. Give give Hulk shades. Um, <laughs> I am a god, and, and so as as you were saying, I'm sorry. Uh, so they're about to throw hands, and uh, Loki stops him, saying that he's a god. I'm not going to be bullied by you. Then the Hulk grabs him by the legs and just slams him on the ground multiple times, incapacitating him. Oh my god! It is fucking hilarious, bro. And they <sighs> they bring that back for Dragon Ball Super Broly, and it's never not funny, bro. Bro, I. I cannot remember laughing because the whole time, like Loki's Loki fights with almost every Avenger, right? He fights with every Avenger, and 
and and you think okay maybe he's gonna give a Hulk run for his money, and I I like that he kind of is like all right enough stop hitting me stop it like he's Loki's had enough, and 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 the fact that like Hulk stops to to tease him, um. And Hulk just grabs him and just ragdolls him. I it's so good. I it's so good. It's oh, like just his look of disbelief as he's lying on the ground is priceless. That in the whimper. There, there's a great moment because I will not be bullied by, and he gets pulled and you hear him go ah, and then all of a sudden, wham, 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 wham. <laughs> And and that that again that face that like I know what death looks like, Father. I've seen our sister. The words "puny God" ring to his head to this day. So much so that when we this is going to be spoilers for Ragnarok. But again, you've all seen these movies. He has PTSD from this. Of course he would. See, Tony Stark's not the only one with PTSD in this movie. Loki, fuck Loki. Can, I guarantee you, Drew has nightmares of what the Hulk did to him. Oh my god, it's 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 fantastic. So good. So so good. But let's let's talk about the ending of of the um. Of this movie, let's go ahead and wrap. Try to wrap this up a little bit. Um, unfortunately, there so is, Shield has come to a decision. Not it's a stupid decision, but and Nick Fury has elected to ignore it. Um, the World Security Council that will become to be known later basically says, "Hey, Fury, um, I don't think those guys can handle this. Uh, we're gonna nuke Manhattan. What? You're gonna? Okay, hold has on. Has Godzilla taught you guys nothing? No. Um." But I was going to say, who knows how we even work on the Shatari, anyways. Because um, they weren't going to aim at the portal. They were going to aim it at Manhattan, which I guess would destroy the portal. But sure. Okay, whatever, I guess. Um, so, uh, Tony Stark is... Char- uh, Nick Fury calls Tony. Tony um, flies up to mean it. Which, by the way, this whole moment's a callback to Superman the movie. Where uh, Superman lifts up the rockets, he lifts it up. Tony lifts it the way Superman did in that movie. So it's a nice little callback to that movie. Um, uh, go listen to me and Thomas's commentary on that. It's on the on our feed now, on the uh, Charge Shot Watchalongs feed. Um, and bro, that moment when he flies into the wormhole, it's like Tony met God right in that moment. Yeah, he's definitely seen some shit in this instance, like. We don't know what exactly he's seen at this point, but it deeply affects him. Yeah, that that look of disbelief because, like, now this this one moment, this it, not, again, Grant, he's seen he's fought Loki, he's um he's seen the Hulk or whatever. It's kind of he's kind of going through it, but this one moment where he's in space alone by himself, and he sees what's coming, he sees what's out there. That could harm everything that he's built and everything on Earth. It and this this one scene sets his arc for the next. Uh, how many movies do we have left? Fifteen, something like that. Sixteen. Uh, fifteen or sixteen. Something yeah, like that. this sets his arc for the rest for the rest of the next movie, and it definitely sets the arc for Age of Ultron. Yeah, this is a big defining moment for uh, Tony, and it. Definitely hits as early as the next movie. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and I do love like like he passes out, the armor fails because they're out, there's no signal. So because Tony would not have, how would he know this is going to happen? Um, but I do love the end when Hulk he's falling and Hulk catches him, and oh. which is a callback to Tony saying, "Hey, um, maybe the Hulk can do some good after all." Yeah, exactly. Um, Hulk, Tony believes in all of us. And, um, and, and we get that sense of, like, we fucking won by the skin of her teeth, but we fucking won. Um, and of course Tony wants shawarma. Um, because, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I want an off day tomorrow. I just want to go to that shawarma place. I don't know what it is, but I want it. Bro, um, I feel like Tony's, like, every retail worker. Like, can, can we not come in tomorrow? Just take a day, please. Just, let me take a day. <laughs> That's he's just like me for real, for real. He's just like me. billionaire Tony Stark's just like me for real, for real. Um, and, and of course they capture Loki. Loki gets taken back to Asgard. The Avengers go their separate way. I kind of like that they kind of like basically say like, 
Ah, the Avengers are going on their own. They're, they're, how do we know if we'll need them? You know, I, I, I don't know. I always find that amusing to me. Uh, that they play up that, like, they're gonna... That we can't get a hold of them. I'm like, relax, guys. Um, we and, know this movie's gonna do well. We gotta build up the, the franchise even more. Exactly. Um, and, uh... Ultimately ends with the build... With, uh, with, the, with the beginning... The renovations... What would become Avengers Tower. Um, which is which is pretty neat. Um, so, uh, I guess let's talk about the two pre- the credit scenes, right? Um... You want to explain the first one? Um, like the first one or the most inconsequential one? Because I think we already talked about the shawarma. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the 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 more consequential one that would set the, the that would set the arc for the rest of the. Uh, um, the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely should. So um, obviously we knew um, th- uh, Loki was working for someone else. We we knew that. Um, we're cutting, we cut back to, um, the moon or like this random set of space and it's the same person who's speaking to this higher power. His name is the other, by the way. The other, the other, I'm sorry. Such a generic name. And basically he's saying like, Hey man, um, dim earthlings aren't as weak as we thought. Like they're, they're pretty, um, defiant. He doesn't call them powerful or anything, but he basically calls them defiant. Um, they're unruly, uh, therefore they cannot be ruled. Yeah. Um, to which, all we, see, all we see of this person is this throne. We don't really see them initially. Oh, you see a hand, and it's like... And there's a there's a brief shot of, like, a helmet and a pauldron. And I, I, I'm i such a nerd. I knew who the fuck it was the second I saw that design. That's how much of a nerd like, I am. As soon, as soon as the other says to challenge them is to court death... I knew what was up. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm pretty sure this was probably, like, an early draft, because the character that we're talking about in question, their main motivation is to court the Lady of Death. Yeah, exactly. And I think this is mostly to be, like, a, a like a reference, but, um, as you said, the other says to challenge them is to court death. And then we get the reveal. Where, and it's such a... Because you can hear the music, it turns all heavy for, like, a second... And he just turns, and there he is, smiling. Thanos. That damn smile. Purple skin and all, Thanos. And the movie just ends, and you, and thus would begin the long, long build-up to Infinity War. This is where it is. This is where it begins. It, it's, right, this right here. It, it, technically, you, yeah, yeah, you, for, exactly, because now we are aware... Of Thanos' presence. We don't... He's never... He's never... He's never called Thanos. You have to know who he is to understand the reference. We don't know his name. If you... If you're not a comic person, right? You won't know this guy's name till... Till Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, which is... Hold on. Which, which is his first speaking role, I believe. First speaking role. And that is... So we next up, we got Iron Man 3. Winter... We got Iron Man 3, Thor Dark World, World, then Winter Soldier, and then Guardians. So we have three more movies to get through before we find out who this fucker is. I... They don't... I love that. Your only hint is if you have to be an uber nerd. And I'm not crucifying it. I think it's great because it's a great moment because it lets you breathe it in. And it'll probably have you look up the character. I guarantee you people looked up who this guy was before it and then they realized like I bet the Google traffic was insane for that because I knew okay the reason like, like Thanos is whatever but like Thanos is always surrounded by the infinity they were called the infinity gems back then um not the stones so we're gonna call them stones for the sake of the movie but as soon as I saw them I went oh my god they're gonna do the infinity gems they're doing the infinity gems they're doing the infinity war uh, infinity gems because that's what the uh, or they're, they're gonna do infinity gauntlet that's what the story is called um they're actually gonna do it holy shit uh, and at this point, everybody's writing off. Marvel can do it. Absolutely, they can fucking do it. We're there. We're gonna be there. And Lord knows they were there. They 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 were there. Um, you want to tell the last uh, inconsequential post credit sequence that they literally added? They got to that swarma place. They went to um, just eating silently. Yeah. Um. There's there's a fun anecdote. You can see Chris Evans or Captain America with his hand over his mouth. He was filming another movie because this was filmed months later, apparently after principal photography had wrapped up. So, like, I think Thor has a wig on. Um, uh, Chris Evans uh, has a beard, so he has to cover his mouth so he doesn't show his beard. Um, 
So like they had to match it, try to match it as perfect as they could. But I, I ironically love that. Uh, it's just them eating shawarma slowly. Like after all the crazy shit that happened in this movie, I feel like they deserve a quiet moment. For sure, for sure. I, 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 I loved it. Just sitting there. I and I guarantee you, if you never heard of shawarma first, bro, I want to. I like, I like, I, I couldn't tell you because I was just, I was in college at the time. Like how many people were ordering shawarma and and loving shawarma? Um, <laughs> Our shawarma stocks have gone up it, thanks to the Avengers. Pretty much, yeah. That that's see that's brand that's brand deal I can help with. But what a fucking ride this movie still is. Like, um, obviously, Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron is controversial. I can't wait till we get to talk about Age of Ultron. Um, but it's fascinating, at least. But. Um, I can't... Obviously, things get more bigger, more bombastic. We get more characters as we go along in the MCU. But this first movie still hits very, very hard. Even though we know Thanos kind of changes a lot in between now and Avengers Infinity War. But it's still spine-tingling to see that grin, to see it, to know it's coming. Even if I know it's coming, it's still such a great frame moment. Yeah, this is a great... um... This is a great team-up movie uh, in all senses of the word. It has good build-up. It brings all the characters that we've come to know and love uh, from the past five movies and uh, make them interact in believable ways. It has amazing uh, action scenes uh, and an an astonishing climax to boot and also an incredibly uh, fulfilling uh, cliffhanger, as you mentioned uh, just now. Yeah, for sure. Earth's Mightiest Heroes are here to stay. Yeah, and Hollywood was never the same again. Um, all right, well, that's going to do it, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go ahead and give a star rating. Tyler, I, I think there's only one number we can give this, but I'm curious to what you... Um, five. Five, yeah, five. It's it's still fantastic. Um, fuck, this movie is so much fun. Are there better movies? Probably, but this movie hits all the right notes I want it to. Um, it's just a special kind of film. Like, it's one of those films that we expect it to be once in a lifetime, and in a sense, it kind of was. But, as we'll see later on, it only gets better from here. It, it, it's, we're, we're, it's all, the roller coaster only gets higher. Uh, okay, well, next week, we, we enter a cool, we enter a bit of a cool-down phase, because um, next week, it's all about PTSD. As we deal with the fallout Phase of 2 begins proper. Phase 2 begins proper with the Phase 2 begins with PTSD. With uh, Iron, the final Iron Man movie of the MCU. Not the end of Iron Man, but the end of Iron Man movies. I'm surprised they never tried to make more. Um, but uh, we do see more of Robert. Um, but next week we'll be back for Iron Man 3.